It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 8th, 2021. My name is Phil Frostmike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can find me, of course, on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, I want to bring some optimism to the table. I'll talk about why I think the Magic will exceed their over-under win total at the very least, and possibly their win total from last season as well. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. Plus, we did the player comparison for Jonathan Isaac yesterday. We'll talk a little bit about Markel Fultz and where he stands as he enters his second contract. And obviously, we don't quite know when he'll be back either, but we'll get to some of the player comparisons, uh, some statistical statistical comparisons that exist for Markel Fultz. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care that you expect from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on, let's say, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's go out of the NBA to the NFL. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they open their season on Thursday. Want to get the lowdown on the Bucs? You can check out Locked On Buccaneers. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Be sure also to check out the Locked On NBA podcast. On Wednesday, it's small market meets big market as Jake Madison of Locked On Pelicans and John Kralis of Locked On Celtics grab a look at the NBA week from all angles. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast today on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. We are obviously past Labor Day. We are in September, which means we are in the official countdown to the NBA season and the opening of training camps. Yes, the season does not start until late October, but by the end of this month, we will have practices. We will have training camp, and yeah, very, very quickly after that, we'll have preseason games, which is, of course, better than nothing. We actually, a few days ago, passed the midpoint of the offseason. It tells you both how short this offseason is uh, and how close and how long we still have to go before regular season games pick up. I think we're at like 43, 42 two days left before opening night in the NBA. So yeah, we're all very, very excited. We're counting down the days, obviously, to the beginning of the NBA season. Obviously, that means predictions are coming out. And no surprise, the Magic are near the bottom of every single prediction that you can find. No surprise there. Um, you know, the Brooklyn Nets have the highest over projected win total at 55 and a half, the over under win totals. Um, the, the Lakers are 52 and a half, the Bucks at 54 and a half. Magic aren't close to any of those teams. As expected, the Magic are predicted, or the betting uh, odds say they will have the second worst record in the league. Um, with uh, the over-under right now is at 23.5 wins. Oklahoma City Thunder come in at 22.5, the only team behind the Magic. 
y'all know me. I am going to talk about the playoffs. Um, I'm not going to hide from it. I don't think it's something that we should ignore. I made the argument uh, on a previous podcast that the Magic should not go into the season expecting this to happen. In fact, I will be gravely disappointed if the Magic play like this is an inevitability. I want them to surprise. Shoot, the Oklahoma City Thunder surprised at the start of the season. Um, Remember, they they got off to a pretty good start and only later in the season did they uh, tie a rock around their foot and let themselves sink to the bottom of the standings. Magic kind of did the same thing. Injuries obviously played a huge role with the team last year and then finally that trade, those trade deadline moves that put the Magic uh, at the bottom of the standings. But I will say this, I have to agree with these predictions at the moment. Um, I, I do think that there's very little reason for anyone in the betting public, at least, to invest in the Magic and believe that they will do much more than finish with one of the worst records in the league. You look at the Eastern Conference table, sure, I could see Detroit being worse still. Um, you know, I could see the bottom falling out for Cleveland. But on paper, I will give those teams a little bit of a nudge ahead of the Orlando Magic at the moment. Um, I, I, I have not made my official predictions yet, but I will probably still have Detroit as the worst team in the East. Uh, if the Magic are healthy, they do have some qual- they do have some quality players. Jonathan Isaac is is a lot is a lot when he's healthy. Barco Fultz can, is a clear NBA player. I think Jalen Suggs is going to be in the running for Rookie of the Year. Uh, I think he's going to put up some big numbers as well throughout the course of the season. So I, I don't I don't think you know the coaching is the biggest question mark because well I, I I was I did like what I saw from Jamal Mosley at summer league. Um, we don't know. We don't know how that translates into the regular season. And Orlando has some good veterans, whether it's Wendell Carter, whether it's Terrence Ross, whether it's Michael Carter-Williams, whether it's Gary Harris. As long as they stay healthy, which is, yeah, sure, a huge question, um, it, that's that's going to determine where the Magic ultimately finish in the standings. And yeah, I would say um, if the Magic are where everyone predicts they're going to be, expect some chicanery, expect some guys to be held out when they probably should be playing toward the end of the season. That's that's just that just goes with the territory and I I frankly don't have a problem with that. Like I said, I'm not hiding from it. Um my expectation is the Magic will try and come out and try and surprise everyone and stun everyone. There's no reason for them to accept this as their fate because I think you should bet the over. If the over under is 23 and a half wins, take that over. Sure. The Magic finished 22 and 52 last season, not a great record. But 22 in 52, that is uh, that is a 70 in a 72 game season, or 22 and 50 in a 72 game season. It's a 305 win percentage. In an 82 game season, that's 25 wins. And I think we all know the Magic probably could have had a few more wins later in the year. They chose not to win those games, or they chose not to win a few games here and there. I actually would think that the Magic could finish around 25 wins. Um, I, I feel fairly comfortable. Saying twenty five is going to be there is going to be close to their number, if not their number in general. And I honestly like, I'm an optimist. Frankly, at this time of year, you should be an optimist. If you're not an optimist at this time of year, I don't know why you're watching these games. Um, I, I could see the Magic flirting with twenty six, twenty. I could see the Magic flirting with thirty wins, getting up to twenty eight. Probably would be would be the the number. I will say this: I, I think the Magic's range for wins is probably twenty three to twenty eight wins, and I, I am definitely very settled. That 25 is a very good number for the Magic to, to get to this year, uh, considering the talent, considering the secondary goals that the Magic have, and considering pro- the probable chicanery that they will do at the end of the season. This is all to say that, yeah, the Magic are probably going to be a little bit better than they were last year. Um, and, and I think there's ample evidence that that is possible. 
they will have a new coach, and and how they take to that coach will play a big role in how they play. Uh, but they've also got a lot of young guys who are, you know, cute to get better. They have a coach who's probably tailoring a style more toward these younger players. They're getting back two starters, even at half speed, even at half games or whatever they're going to play for, because of the torn ACLs. Getting back Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz is like getting two starters back. It is getting two starters back. Uh, and so I do think the Magic are going to surprise some people, not to make the playoffs. I, I I want them to try and make the playoffs. I want them to kind of push in early in the season, see if they can catch people by surprise. We all know that early season schedule is really tough, and the Magic are going to fall into some wins at the end of the season because of how their schedule is set up. But, but I, I'm not going to be under any pretense yeah, the Magic are going to struggle this year. This is not a year where we're going to judge the, the results based on wins and losses. But again, I'm positive guy. I think this Magic team will be better than they were last year. I think they will easily beat their over-under win total. Put me on the record now. They will beat their over-under win total. They'll get to 23, 24, maybe even 20, uh, 25 wins. 25 is where I'm really, really comfortable saying that they will they will get to at some point. And yeah, again, I know how difficult that early schedule is. I think the Magic will fall behind. We'll probably be done talking about the playoffs really in December or January, right after the gauntlet um, that the Magic have uh, heading around Christmas. But there will be plenty, plenty more for them to gain. So take my positivity for what you will. We'll talk a whole lot more about the Magic's goals and what to expect this season coming up uh, later on on, uh, uh, as we get closer and closer to the season. We talked some player comparisons for Jonathan Isaac on yesterday's show when we got the update about his status. We'll talk a little bit about Marco Fultz coming up here in just a moment. But first, it is hot in Florida. I was checking the weather because I'm planning to spend my day outside on Wednesday. I'm taking a little bit of a mental health day on Wednesday. going to enjoy myself and enjoy the outdoors a little bit, try and get away from my screen and get away from my computer. And, you know, the weather looked pretty good. The high was like 90, 91 Low was like 78, 78, 79, maybe 80. It's a pretty good day. But guess what? This is Florida. It's hotter than it says on the thermometer. That's because we got the humidity and all that. And that means I'm going to sweat. I'm fully expecting to be drenched in sweat. So I'm going to find someplace cool to kind of cool off as well throughout the course of the day. Day. If you're someone that deals with sweat, whether you're just walking around Florida or just, you know, because you work out a little bit, work out a little bit too much and it gets a little bit too much, Sweat Block is the product for you. Sweat Block antiperspirant wipes are stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime. You go to bed. The next morning you wake up, wash, go about your day without worrying about sweat guarantee. I know this is going to sound too good to be true. But you literally only have to use sweat block once or twice a week and it keeps you dry the entire time. No more pitting out. No more picking shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. No more being worried about sweat. It's disgusting. It smells. No one likes it. If you or someone you love is dealing with excessive sweat, you have to check out sweat block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on. Again, sweat, uh, that's 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on. Or you can find it at Amazon and CVS. Today's podcast also brought to you by brought to you by Direct TV Stream. Now, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login to make sure you get those premium channels that you're not going to pay for. 
Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So on yesterday's podcast, if you want to go back and listen to it, we talked a lot about Jonathan Isaac and where he is in his recovery. He gave a very brief update uh, when he talked to the media at the sea- at a seafood festival that he hosted with uh, with uh, Jump Ministries uh, to benefit Project Life, um, and-, and said that you know he's still kind of taking it day by day. That you know he's starting to do more on court activity. Uh, he is jumping. He's finishing around the basket, which I took to mean dunking. Um, uh, but he is not sure if he will be back for training camp or would not commit to being back for training camp again. I think the Magic are being very coy with it and, and not trying to put a timeline on him. Uh, and I think Isaac is, is, is you know, plenty willing to go along with that notion. Um, at the end of the show, we, we, I talked a little bit about player comparisons. It's a little project I'm doing over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com where I'm looking at kind of player comparisons for some of the Magic's young players using the player similarity tool on Basketball Reference, uh, which uses wind shares, I believe, to uh, try and find players who had similar kind of progressions through their wind share. So the rookies aren't in there, uh, but the the, veter- the young veterans are who have a little bit of data behind them. Um, and then I'm also using uh, 538's uh, projection model, which uses uh, victories over replacement players um, to try and project again how players will progress as they develop in their careers, try and assess uh, some type of value to a player, um, which will be important when we get to, when we talk about Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba, which I think we'll probably do tomorrow. Um, and uh, and then again, also kind of uses that as a comparison to like, oh, here are some players who followed very similar tracks. And again, you, some players are really good matches, others are not. Um, but I think that, you know, again... All this stuff isn't an exact science. It's it's stuff that I think people like um, because it, it's an interesting discussion point. And so I want to use it as a discussion point. Obviously, uh, for the Magic's two young veterans, that's Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz, um, they're kind of in a strange spot. They've both been in the league for four years, but they've really, each of them, only played one full season in the NBA. Jonathan Isaac had the ankle injuries in his rookie season that kept him out for the majority of that year, um, as well as, uh, uh, the obviously, the knee injury uh, in 2020 and then the ACL that kept him out the entire 2021 season. Fultz obviously had the shoulder issues that bothered him throughout his entire time in Philadelphia. Um, took, a, took a whole year off. The Magic gave him the opportunity to get himself ready. Came back in the 2020 season. Had a really strong season. The Pandemic, frankly, halted what was a really nice quote-unquote rookie season. Uh, He started off the 2021 season really, really hot. Was coming back down to earth uh, by game game eight, uh, but then he tore his ACL and was lost for the entire season. So it was definitely a tough break, uh, no pun intended, for the Orlando Magic and for Marco Fultz especially. But the point is, these comparisons are interesting, but there's very, very little data. Um, I noted that yesterday with Jonathan Isaac especially, 
the comparisons that 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 the two methodologies seem to spit out went to role players. Robert Covington. Um, you know, there's that guy that I'm blanking on the guy's name now. Um, the guy from the '70s that 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 uh, that uh, one of the models really liked. Um, the one interesting one that we pointed out was Christoph Porzingis, um, because he too was coming off a torn ACL, and you know. By the eye, I think a lot of people don't think that he has gotten back to where he was pre-injury. Um, but the numbers certainly look like he's fine defensively, that he's fine offensively, that he's he's close to back to where he was. Again, the thing with ACL injuries, and I think this is a really important point to note, um, especially as we look at these players and look at what to expect from them this year. What's really important to point out and really important to note is that with ACL injuries, recovery isn't the issue for the most part. Now, certainly body type matters. Like Porzingis is fairly thin, um, and so it's tough for him to play center. They've kind of moved him to the perimeter. There was some criticism for that from some of the old heads who were like, why is a seven-footer standing away from the basket? Some of that is, frankly, I think, ACL recovery. Um, either they don't want him taking the pounding, they don't want him uh, to, ex- to expose that knee in a way that that would be dangerous to him. Um, he's also a pretty darn good shooter for a big man. Um ACL injuries are not an issue to recover from anymore. The issue is time. We saw Chumo Kiki. He sat out the entire 20, uh, 2019-2020 season um, to recover from that 20 ACL. Um, and he was close to on his way back. I mean, he made his, and he made his way back by the start of the 2021 season. But last year, I think most of us would agree, we did not see the best of Chumo Kiki. We saw flashes of what he can be. We saw flashes of who he can become and, and, and what he can do. Um, but we didn't see the full thing. And I think what's really exciting about this year, and honestly, we have not talked about it enough. I think Chumo Kiki is going to have a really good season this year, a really big season. I know the Magic drafted Franz Wagner, um, but frankly, one of the reasons why I don't think you should have, I mean, unless they know something we don't, Chumo Kiki, I think, is due to break out this season. I am really excited to watch Chumo Kiki play. I think he's, I think he's, I think he'll he'll really carve out his role and really set the kind of player and kind of kind of uh, contributor he can be to this team. But it's essentially a full year to recover and then a full year to get back to full strength. And so when we talk about both Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz, both guys are using this season to get back to full strength, which again. I think is one of the benefits of being on a team right now that isn't trying to win. The Magic can afford to let them go at their own pace, to explore, to make mistakes, to be tired and have to sit out a game, to rest. It's really, honestly, I don't know if there's a better environment for two young players to come back from a torn ACL um, than this one because there's very little pressure on them to perform immediately, to step in and say, hey, play this role. We need you. We need to win this game. That's not going to be the case for the Orlando Magic this year. Having said that, obviously you still want them to win. You still want them to show signs of who they can be. And you want to see those flashes like we saw with Shumo Kiki. So who does Markel Fultz compare to? What, what, ha- what track is Markel Fultz's career on? There's some obviously some outlier names. Um, but there's one interesting name that I really thought was uh, an interesting comparison to make. And a sign that Markel Fultz can still carve out a very, very successful career despite all the injuries that he has faced. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, Built Bar is the best. We say it all the time here on the podcast. They've been a long-time sponsor of the podcast. I hope I'm not breaking the fourth wall too much. But 
this is a product they've they've sent us a lot of free samples and, and I, I I can really become an advocate for this. Look, I'm a guy, I, I hop on the bike for 30 minutes. I don't need a heavy bar because I don't work out that much. I work out to stay active. I'm not looking to build muscle. I'm not looking to do all that stuff. So I don't need those protein bars that are jacked full of protein or jacked full of calories that are essentially meal replacement bars because you work out so much that you need a fourth meal on top of the other meals you're eating. I don't want that. I'm sure most of you don't want that either. What you really want is a little protein boost, whether it's after a workout or in the afternoon to get you through your day. You need that kick of protein. And that's exactly what Built Bar is. You check the macros out. The bars come with 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories. That's, you know, probably a heavier snack than usual, but still a snack. Only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Not only that, they're, they come in some amazing flavors. They're all tasty. And yes, they're all healthy too. You can check out your favorite play, flavor by buying a mixed box and you'll get two of each of the nine currently available flavors, including cookies and cream, probably my favorite flavor that I've tried so far. I've tried a couple other ones that I don't know if are, are available anymore, but when they cycle them in, go get them fast because these flavors are really, really good. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, so all the gold medals won in Tokyo were powered by Built Bar. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's podcast also brought to you by Bet Online. We talked a little bit about betting odds a little bit earlier in the podcast. If you want to hit that over on the Orlando Magic, Bet Online is the place to go. But it's that time of year again with all eyes turning to football. College football already kicking off. The NFL kicking off Thursday. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. And be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, which means you make a bet on the Thursday game between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose... Your wager is going to be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. That $25 refund deal, again, is for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So, like I said, there, there's not a lot to say when it comes to, to Markel Fultz. Um, you know, it, it, frankly, there's just, there's just not a lot of information to go off. The, the 2020 season, he averaged 12.1 points per game and shot a 48.8% effective field goal percentage. Solid year. If that were his rookie year, which it essentially was, you'd be very, very happy. And I think Magic were generally very encouraged with him. He took over the starting point guard role. He was clearly the best point guard on the playoff team. Uh, helped that team get a little bit, you know, they, they struggled obviously record-wise, but um, they weren't nearly, they weren't as good as they were in 2019. But you could, a lot of that was frankly that Isaac was out or Isaac wasn't, wasn't available. Um, you know, the Magic felt like they were uh, certainly tracking in the right direction. They had a young player that they could grow. And obviously what they had was enough to invest in Fultz a, a three-year deal. 
To start the 2021 season, Fultz averaged 12.9 points per game. While shooting dipped a little bit, you could see the confidence uh, that that experience gave him. Um, Again, it was a good jump. The Magic were very, very happy with what they saw in in Markel Fultz. And certainly he still has his weaknesses and he still has the things he needs to work on. And uh, but and a torn ACL obviously slows some of that development, but the Magic felt like Fultz was going in the right direction, that the team was moving in the right direction. Obviously, though, things change. Obviously, though, um, the, the, the team had to focus on other things or the team has to find a way to get value from him. And, and again, I, I say this all the time, we're not getting first overall pick Marco Fultz. Um, I don't think we should expect Marco Fultz to average 20 points per game to, to go to the All-Star game. I, I don't think that's the player he is anymore. What he is is a solid point guard who knows how to run a team, knows how to get his shot in transition, knows how to get his shot off the dribble, is not a good three-point shooter at this point, um, but someone who can find and carve a role in the NBA. It may not actually be as a starter, but it will be somewhere in this league. Um, this is a kid who works hard, who's always worked hard, um, and you can see you can see the, the benefits of that work on the floor. As I look through the the kind of player comparison notes that that came from both Basketball Reference and Five Thirty Eight, um, it, it's clear that it's very difficult to peg who he is. The three players that Basketball Reference had at the top of their player similarity scores, which again uses win shares, um, were Shaman Williams. Not a good comparison at all. Shaman Williams was a pretty good shooter coming off the bench. Spencer Dinwiddie. Which, you know, again, some parallels coming off a torn ACL, but then uh, Dinwiddie, a better shooter, but not a good percentage shooter. Um, And Steve Blake. So again, you see some journeyman guards there. You see some guys who were able to carve long careers, but not stars. 538, though, I think had the more interesting comparisons. Sean Livingston, D. Brown, and Mo Williams. The fact that Sean Livingston was the guy that came up first uh, in 538, to me, is the most interesting because... If there's a guy that Marco Fultz can model his career after now that he's coming off a, a major knee injury, knowing that he's had the struggles with the shooting, Sean Livingston would be a great player to model after. Everyone probably knows Sean Livingston from his time with the Golden State Warriors. Um, he obviously won his championships there. He obviously won, uh, won uh, had his biggest impact there. He was a great defender coming off the bench, um, but he was a non-shooter. For, again, for Golden State Warriors team that is thought of as a great three-point shooting team, Livingston did not shoot threes at all. In fact, he virtually took no three-pointers at all. Livingston was actually a great mid-range jump shooter. Um, he still shot a 52.1% effective field goal percentage with the Warriors, averaging 5.4 points per game. His role was more about his defense and veteran kind of leadership with that second unit. But everyone probably knows and remembers, though, is that Sean Livingston suffered a devastating knee injury in 2007. Um, he averaged only six points per game and shot 14.9% from beyond the arc after that injury. He was not a scorer at all. Completely changed who he was as a, as a player. Certainly lost a lot of the kind of athleticism and explosiveness that made him one of the top picks in his draft. But Livingston still carved out a really good career. Obviously, he latched on with the right coach, with the right team. He accepted the role of being the defender and not caring about his scoring and caring about his shooting. And a great team found a way to fit him in. Is Fultz that kind of, of a defender? He hasn't shown it yet. Um, you know, I think, again, young player, he's still kind of getting his legs under him in the NBA. But Fultz certainly can follow a lot of that success that 
Sean Livingston had. And I think he would be a great model uh, and a great person for Fultz to learn from and watch on how to kind of change his game. Again, Fultz's issue was a shoulder shoulder issue and then a knee issue. Um, so it's a little bit different. Not quite apples to apples, but we're talking maybe Red Delicious to Granny Smith. Something like that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that, that metaphor works at all. Um, but the, the thing is, Markel Fultz is not a lost cause by any stretch of the imagination. Like I said, the issue with the ECL injuries is not that you can't get better from them. It's the time it takes to get better from them. And again, this year is going to be all about getting him back into the playing playing shape, getting him back into playing rhythm, getting him confident in his body once again, uh, and building strength to head toward next season, the 2022 season. Obviously, the point guard situation for the Magic has changed. There's a lot more point guards, but Fultz, to me, is still the guy who's going to start when he, when uh, the ball tips off or when he's ready to play again. It's not exactly clear when he's going to be able to play. Um, none of these guys are posting workout videos to let us see, um, but I, I would I would hope I would think that the Magic might uh, make an official announcement right before training camp. That that's what they did with Fultz the first time around in 2019. Um, we'll see if they do that again here. But I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalay, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore me. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can check us out there at omagicdaily. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Bets podcast. Betting on the NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game. And with the NFL starting up, you don't have to guess on the NFL either. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is Phil Frost. And I'll see you all next time. Another episode. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 